Hey everybody, it's Eric Torenberg, co-founder, partner of Village Global, a network-driven venture firm. And this is Venture Stories, a podcast covering topics relating to tech and business with world-leading experts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Village Global's Venture Stories. I'm here today joined by a very special guest, Matteo Franceschetti, founder and CEO of Eight Sleep. Matteo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Super excited. So Matteo, by way of introduction to our audience who may not be familiar, describe what is Eight Sleep and what inspired you to start it? Yeah, Eight Sleep is the first technology that can improve your sleep performance and also track your health, all that without you wearing or charging anything. Everything started uh, four years ago. I was the typical entrepreneur working long hours, and I started wondering why there is no technology in my bed, why Elon Musk is taking me to Mars, and I still spend a third of my life on on a piece of dumb phone. And so we started looking into that, and now we have this vision where we want to achieve two things. We want to compress your sleep, and we want to save your life. Compress your sleep means what if you could sleep only six hours and get more sleep, more rest, And when you were sleeping eight hours, technology can help you to achieve that. And second is during that time of sleep, we want to really scan your body and monitor your health every single day. So going to bed will be more valuable than going to your doctor for a physical test. And how do you compress? How do you make six hours more productive than, than eight hours? What is the technology there? Yeah, so we will control the whole environment around you. So there will be things that change dynamically based on your biometrics while you're asleep. And the end goal and our hypothesis is that you don't need all that amount of light sleep. So deep sleep and REM will stay the same. Maybe they will even grow. We will just compress the amount that you spend in light sleep, which we believe is a sort of inefficiency of your body in transitioning across these different stages. And for people who may not be as familiar, can you give just a brief introduction to the differences between sort of the deep sleep and light sleep and what are the important you know, concepts to know there? Yeah, oversimplified with very, uh, very simple terms that I could use with my grandma uh, yeah. instead of being too technical. But you, you can think of light sleep, deep and REM. Deep is, the, is a stage where your body is focused more on the physical body recovery. And usually deep sleep uh, has a, a bigger presence in the first half of the night. In the second half of the night, you will, st- you will tend to spend more time in REM compared to deep sleep. And REM is the moment where it's more about your brain recovery and reallocation of information in, in your brain. But at the end of the day, you go through 90-minute uh, cycles where you uh, have light sleep and deep and REM. At the end of the night, you will get somewhere between 15 and 25% deep, 15 and 25% REM, more or less, and the rest is the light sleep. Light sleep has some benefits, but you don't need to spend four hours per day in, in that stage. At least this is our hypothesis, and that is what we want to come And uh, the real question is, uh, do dreams mean anything, and will eight sleep uh, you know, help me remember dreams? Uh, maybe in the future, dreams, they still have a purpose. Uh, right for 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 your brain and usually i mean it's what happens in the REM phase uh, so if you are dreaming you are in REM. yeah and so let's talk about the why now for this business and how this space uh has has been view, viewed over time yeah i mean the why now i think we are in a in a new wave of predictive health right so health is changing forever 
uh, we have lived for 2000 years sleeping on a piece of damp foam and with no information about our body until when you go to the doctor and you discover there is something bad. Uh, and that to me is uh, completely unacceptable because we have the technological capabilities to achieve that. And so what we want to do is on one side, we want to improve your performance. We want to fuel your potential, giving you more energy in less time. But second, what is really important to me to really scan your body to let you know today something that will happen in the future. Let's say that one day we are able to detect cancer. We are exploring sensors that would allow us to achieve that. But the end goal in the next 20 years is not even to tell you, oh, today is day one of your cancer. The goal is to tell you, look, based on your trends, in three years from now, you have 80% chances to develop this type of cancer. That is what we would want to achieve. It's still a very long roadmap to get there, but technology will allow that. Yeah. And, and this is also coinciding. Um, the book, Why We Sleep, uh, made uh, a, a lot of, uh, which is a very popular book and, and, and really contributed to the conversation. Why don't you talk about just how our evolution of understanding sleep and its importance has, uh, has evolved? Yeah, I mean, I think Why We Sleep has been, is an awesome book and it has been extremely valuable for our industry and for us as a business because there are millions of people that are really being educated about the importance of sleep and how this can impact uh, um, longevity and their health in, uh, in general. I think if you look back in the 80s and the 90s, there was this concept of entrepreneurs, oh, I sleep only four hours because I'm a tough guy and uh, I will sleep when I'm dead. While instead now being sleep deprived is almost the new smoking, where if you go out, at least in, you know, in certain circles, and you just say that you're sleep deprived because you're the tough guy, it's like not going to the gym or eating um, junk food every single day just because you like that. You know, uh, I, I think society has reached a point where we all take care of ourselves much more. Uh, fitness is becoming a much bigger industry, even with the escalation of the pelotons of the world. Um, and our audience specifically are health conscious people. So people that are already going to the gym are already paying attention to what they eat. And now they want to take care of the third dimension of health, which is sleep. Yeah. And the three dimensions you were saying, exercise, uh, nutrition, and sleep. Yeah. These are the three pillars of health. Yeah. Talk a little about how, where sleep tech, where we've been, you know, in the last decade or so, what material, if any, you know, uh, sleep tech companies uh, emerge or what were the different phases or wave, waves? Yeah, so the bottom line is if you specifically look at mattress companies, unfortunately, nothing really changed for the past 2000 years. Uh, some of these people, they talk about uh, foam, uh, no, um, memory foam, which was invented in 1960 something uh, by the NASA. Uh, and it makes me laugh because it's just a different type of material with a, with a different response. So calling that technology, yeah, probably was a technology in the 60s because there was no software. Today, it's, it's, if you go to Elon Musk and you pitch him that you didn't develop that technology, he's not going to take it well. So what happened was that obviously there is this new wave of trackers. There are a lot of great trackers that can uh, track your daily activity and also your sleep. The main difference between us and them is for them, the data is the end goal. So they can just track the data and try to provide some insights uh, based on that. But instead for us, the data is just the starting point. Based on your data, we will improve your sleep performance by adjusting the environment. And second, uh, we will let you know if there is any sort of information that you need to know about your health. So it's very different. We will have your back 
uh, while you are asleep. We are not changing your behavior because we are not asking you to wear anything or charge anything. Just go to bed as you did last night, but now you will have all these additional benefits. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the sleep tech market right now, just more broadly. What is working? What isn't working? And, and where is 8sleep looking to change things? I think, so on one side, the market is doing great because there are so many people interested in buying many wearables, right? Hundreds and thousands of units, if not millions. It depends what, what you include and what you don't. I think where consumers are still unhappy is they say, so what? Okay, you're telling me, oh, now you're sharing all this information with me, but so what? And that is the type of answer that we want to give them that no one else is giving, which is, again, what I was saying earlier, that is we are going to do things for you to improve your sleep performance. So we will have your back while you're asleep. It's not just about the, the data. At the same time, sleep tech and wearables in general, they are still educating customers, uh, which are becoming much more uh, savvy about what's going on in terms of uh, our slept and percentages of deep and rank. That makes a lot of sense. We mentioned temperature, and it's one of the you know, clear value props of, of, of a sleep product. What is the importance of temperature and how people sleep currently, uh, as well as where it fits in in the roadmap in terms of where eight sleep is going? Yeah, so temperature is our core feature and is what we are probably, you know, the, the, the greatest company right now in the world because of the machine learning and AI and technology we develop. Uh, there is already medical evidence that uh, by adjusting the temperature during the night, you can improve your sleep. If you look at Why We Sleep, the book from Matthew Walker, uh, there is a whole section about uh, um, temperature. Uh, what we are seeing is uh, on one side, temperature can help you fall asleep faster and get more deep sleep. Matthew Walker reports that in the book, plus we have plenty of customers publicly sharing that their deep sleep increased 20, 40%. And this was tracked with their aura or their book. So not even uh, from our data, but that was happening through our technology. But what we are seeing across the board outside falling asleep faster and more deep sleep, we are also seeing less wake ups, 40% less, 30% less toss and turns. So in general, people with our device are getting more restful sleep. And this is our first step towards sleep compression. You, you talked about uh, sleep as a service. Uh, maybe you talk a little bit about that and how the connected fitness market, how will that interplay with sleep? Yeah, I think there will be in, in the next year, probably in a year or so, there will be a disruption in how we think of sleep, right? As it will become something, we call it sleep fitness. And the reason is we think of going to bed like going to the gym. It's not that you are going to waste time and just be lazy. Um, you are really going to do something that your body needs to be healthy and fit, and that is like fitness. Because of that, we think and believe there are some changes that will happen in the sleep market where people will pay and approach the market differently from what they do today. Today, people just buy a damn mattress. They keep it six to 10 years. They hate it. When they move, it's just this pain of you know, moving the bed as well. And so we are thinking about other ways to make their experience nicer while we also improve their health. You sort of, you know, you talked about sort of, you know, preventive health. You've talked about, you know, this sort of like interplays with the quantified, you know, self-movement. Talk about where where you see that going and, and, and what to expect there. Yeah. So I think there will be two major changes in health. One is preventative health. So discover today what can happen tomorrow or discover today something that didn't happen yet. Um, and the second is personalized health. Um, right now, most of the information that we have are just uh, rule of thumbs rules uh, that might apply or might not apply to you. 
right? The impact of alcohol on your sleep or the caffeine impact on your sleep or training impact on your sleep, all that kind of things. We have a rule of tabs, but they're very different based on age, based on metabolism, based on gender and many other functions. So health will become personalized. Sleep will become personalized. Uh, What works for you might not work for me or vice versa. And then there will be this predictive health, uh, which will be based on your biometrics. So we will see how you're trending. Let's say your heart rate today is different from your heart rate in three years from now, and it will be different from your heart rate in six years from now. Based on the curve, uh, we will be able to predict how you're aging compared to similar peers with similar, in similar age group and gender. And, and so if you were a VC, you're starting a fund that was betting on this category, what would your request for startups be? What, what, what sort of, uh, or what, what would you be most looking uh, eager to fund? I mean, outside the people, right? People always, uh, to me, is the number one thing. But I think what is really important here is the retention. Uh, so one of the beauty of our form factory is once you buy our bed, you will keep the bed for six to 10 years. You will be able to upgrade the technology, but the bed itself stays there. And so just because of that, because we don't require you to wear anything or charge anything, we will go through this journey together and we will be able to ping you Anytime in two years from now or four years from now, anytime that we see a, a delta in one of your biometrics. So I think that is fundamental uh, for any company in order to be successful at predictive health. Yeah. And what types of companies in particular, in the sense of, uh, you know, eight is, is one example of, of a product that's taking advantage of this trend. What, what are other products that you would like to see uh, exist that, that don't yet exist yet or aren't super popular? I mean, I have two crazy ideas. One is something that is implanted in your body that can track everything about your uh, um, your blood, right? I think right now there are companies like Levels, they leverage CGMs in order to monitor your glucose, but these devices are still extremely simple. And so in the next couple of years, you will see probably a spike of new devices that can track many more biometrics in real time. It will be like going for a, a blood work without going there. Uh, and it will be real time. Uh, so that is one. And then there are obviously companies like Neuralink that they are working on sort of devices for your brain to be able to maximize your uh, brain performance. Yeah, that's really interesting. What do you think the first version of that product could, could look like? Um, it, it, you know, Levels is, is one, one attempt, but like, how would you get, how would somebody get that company off the ground? The, the first one you mentioned. I mean, if you think, for example, there are already plenty of companies doing pacemakers. So we are not really talking about something that is crazy to think it needs to be implanted. Obviously, convincing a user to do it, that is a different story. I think you need to start with early adopters, people like me that that, that are a a bit on the edge. But I think the benefits, if you just start thinking about people with diabetes or people that are developing some other sort of diseases, um, if you can do it at an affordable cost for all these people becomes a no-brainer. It could be a no-brainer for women that are pregnant. Um, It could be a no-brainer for athletes and for early tech adopters. And so... The, the market will grow over time and at the same time, technology will become much easier to be implanted. Then for the brain itself, obviously that it will be probably a longer journey. Uh, we might need more five to 10 years. Well, instead of for a device that tracks your blood with all the biometrics, it will be a matter of one or two years. And, and you mentioned the three areas. You mentioned sleep, you mentioned exercise, you mentioned nutrition. You know, for sleep, we have eight. For exercise, you know, everything from 
uh, you know, Peloton to Mirror to all different other types of uh, to Future, right? W- what are the equivalents in nutrition that either you think are really meaningful or or should exist that don't, you know, in terms of products or startups that are really trying to tackle it? That if people adopted it, sort of a an easy solution in the way that sleep is for or eight eight is for sleep. Uh, it's definitely levels health. They now they they just borrow the CGM from some of the big guys, but they build the whole software on top of that. They are doing an awesome job. I have been using the device for a while. I discovered a lot about my nutrition because even nutrition is becoming personal. And so I discovered that for me, eating berries is as bad as eating a pizza. Well, instead, if I eat ice cream, nothing happens in my body and ice cream is completely good for my body. I discovered that my wife cannot fast. Well, instead, I can fast for 23 hours and my glucose levels stay within range. So all that needs to happen across the board in every health uh, dimension. And they are the first ones tackling it in, in, in nutrition. Well, that's awesome. In, in terms of your research on sleep and how that's uh, affected, not only how you built the product, but how has it affected uh, how you yourself sleep better or things that you've changed as, as a result of, of your learning? Yeah, I mean, many things. I had also what is called restless legs, so these sort of cramps in the middle of the night. But the bottom line is the first thing you will change once you start uh, becoming intentional about sleep is consistency. So trying to ba- going to bed every day at the same time, waking up at the same time, you will start working on temperature, both the temperature of your bed, but also the temperature of the bedroom. And then I became pretty uh, intentional about my pre-bedtime routine. So I do what I call a thermal shock. So I try to take a shower where I switch between hot and cold. Uh, that helps me to relax. From time to time, I take melatonin, blue wave glasses. I use the Normatec boots uh, made by Hyperice um, and, and a bunch of other tricks that uh, they really help me to improve my sleep quality. Yeah, that's awesome. Talk about the. Um... The, the the roadmap in terms of how you make decisions about what, what you might want to you know build, build next in terms of how you prioritize and and what we can expect lots of things on both the software and hardware so hardware you you will see this technology evolving continuously on a on a on a regular basis so there will be more sensors more comfort more performance and at a certain point you will see something very innovative in terms of design and form factors uh, on the software side, obviously, we want to reach medical grade accuracy in a couple of different dimensions. So what if we could be as good as a medical grade EKG at detecting heart rate, arrhythmia, atrial fibrillation, and HRV? Uh, that, that is going to happen soon. Uh, then there will be things like sleep apnea. And then there will be more, I would say, front-end features like, okay, how do you really engage as a user with the product? What can we tell you in terms of insights and correlations? Yeah. That's really interesting. And and then how do you help people get over the friction of, you know, they, they know they want to should have better sleep, but for whatever reason, they just haven't put in the, put in the time. How do you kind of decrease to, to, to get asleep and set it to get an eight and set it all up? How do you decrease the friction uh, in, in convincing people to, to do it? Yeah, I think that you know, I always tell my team, you know, you don't improve what you don't measure. And so the number one thing is to prove you things like your heart rate or your HRV, how they change uh, once you, after a, a good night of sleep or how you feel if you start sleeping one hour longer every day for a week, right? If you do one hour longer per day for a week, it's seven hours in the week, which means you got one more night of sleep. How do you feel? 
If you feel way better, then is when you start thinking. At the end of the day, I think a lot of people get trapped at night in just postponing or or, or just what is happening. But if they start thinking of sleep in terms of fitness, so in terms of sleep fitness, this is like yeah. going to the gym, but it just requires less effort and actually is pleasant. That is how you can hack their brain. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And we were talking earlier about different types of you know sleep sleep companies. There, of course, been these mattress companies, you know, uh, Casper and others. It is the idea that these were sort of more, um, and not to take anything away from that, but more marketing in- innovations um, than actual sort of technology innovations? Yeah, I think where, where they did an awesome job was in the convenience, right? You, with one click, you can buy a, a bed that gets shipped directly to your home. And so no one can take that away from them because it was still a, a great innovation. I think the key difference here is we are much more hardcore technology and we are going heavy into ML and AI and sensors to really maximize your sleep performance, not just the purchase experience. That, that makes a lot of sense. And, and so for people uh, listening in who've, uh, who've been curious um, and, and want to learn more or, or want to get themselves an eight to, to close this podcast, what can you plug or, or where, where, can, where do you, would you point them? Uh, please go to 8sleep.com, 8 like the number, E-I-G-H-T sleep.com. Uh, there you can read more about the product in the homepage. There is also the information about my my Twitter account. I'm pretty active on Twitter where I share tips about sleep and sleep performance and medical studies that I read. And and why did you call it eight sleep? Because it's the eight hours that we want to break, the eight hours of sleep, and we want to compress it. Yeah. And uh, and and you are in Miami, correct? Yeah. Is Miami the next great hub, or what, what's your what's your take on uh, on Miami as a startup hub? Yeah, I mean, what what uh, what I think is there will be three tech hubs at the end of the day. There will be Silicon Valley, Austin, and and Miami. A lot of companies are really going to the cloud. So we are a remote first company. I'm based in Miami. A couple of our people are here. But what I see as a trend is probably 50% plus of companies will just be fully distributed. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because it gives flexibility to everyone. It gives you the opportunity to hire anywhere um, and still be very efficient. Then talking about Miami specifically, I love it. Uh, there is a lot of tech people. There are events that are COVID compliant, right? Where people are tested or you need to prove that you're tested and all the kind of things. But the quality of tech people here right now is, is extremely high. And, and did you move there or, or, or what inspired you to move there? Yeah. So when we decided to become uh, remote first in April, at that point, there was no more sense for me to stay in New York in the small apartments. I like to do sport, train, and fitness. And I always like Miami, I think, is a, is a place that gives you the opportunity to practice sports and outdoor activities, international airport, still a cosmopolitan city in the middle between San Francisco and Europe, where I come yeah. from. And so I was a no-brainer. Awesome. That's a great place to, 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 to close. Uh, Matteo, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you're an early stage entrepreneur, we'd love to hear from you. Check us out at villageglobal.vc.